0: I'm Jack Moylan and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with the side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra Make Light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today we're going to talk about overcoming challenges with clients and just overall owning your own mistakes in the workplace. Here with me is Tax and Consulting shareholder Jeff Snyder. Jeff, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and and you know what you've done here throughout your career and certainly and why we're talking to you about this topic.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, a little bit of background. I joined the firm in 1995, so I've been here basically 25, 26 years. I am in the tax department and really involved heavily with respect to uh, estate planning and just business tax returns. And as part of that, you know, you do some individual tax returns as well. Why are you talking to me about this topic? It's a great question. I I, I think it probably has to deal with the fact that the experience, you know, I've been here a long time. Getting a little older, <laughs> and that way, you know, I've I've seen a lot. Sure. And I think that's probably
0: the reason why. I think Booch says it best. He likes to say seasoned.
1: Seasoned, yes Yeah, seasoned is it with nice with some gray. Hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> some, some pepper, yeah. salt
0: and pepper, exactly. Um, right. So before Lutz, were you at a big four firm, or what did you do before? Lutz? Yeah,
1: I was with Coopers and Lybrand, okay. and at that time, believe it or not, it was Big Eight.
0: Right. Counting from yeah.
1: I went to law school at Creighton University. Okay. All right. and so I was hired in their tax department at Cooper's. Got it. just because of the law background. Got it. That has led into my kind of love for estate planning and right. bringing classic ideas, new ideas to clients, and that's the consulting's the fun part of our business. Yeah. So
0: at one point were you trying to decide if you wanted to be a lawyer? No, I
1: hated constitutional law, and okay. I didn't want
0: to get involved with
1: that at all. <laughs> you know, I, I just had the accounting background right. from the University of Iowa
0: where I graduated. Okay.
1: And, and just that led naturally into the tax world.
0: Got it. And has has your experience in law obviously it's led to kind of your interest and love for estate planning a little bit and kind of bridge that gap but right. do you maintain some of your knowledge that you, that you know in law in regard to law or I do but it's
1: really because that was so long ago sure that the rules with respect to estate planning change. But there's probably
0: a general lens that you're able to understand things. Correct. Okay. Correct. Interesting. Well, today, like, you know, like, like we mentioned in the intro, we're talking about overcoming challenges. And I think, I personally think this is an amazing topic because this is, these are moments that can make or break relationships with clients. Exactly. And, And so I guess in your mind, just kind of in a in a brief synopsis what do, what do you think it means to own own your own mistakes I, I think it comes
1: down to basically your core ethic and moral values you know if if you don't own your mistakes or if you don't tell the truth mm-hmm. if you will then you know it becomes very difficult to remember all the lies you you have yeah. you've stated right <laughs> yeah. so tell the truth you never have to tell a lie yeah and it's it's fair to the clients. It's fair to your employees. And the, and I want to stress that the employees should take that to heart because, you know, we're humans. Mm-hmm. We all are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's how you react to those mistakes that really make a difference. Yeah. You right. know.
0: Well, so. and you bring up a good point because it's... And I don't know if people come to a conclusion on their own morality or ethics <laughs> at, at certain points or at different points or at the same point in their life. But I can kind of... I remember, you know, a certain time growing up where I was just, you know, getting into trouble and and growing up at, you know, high school and just being, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of a troublemaker and feeling like you were always trying to cover up, you know, getting in trouble. And then it's then all of a sudden one day you kind of decide, oh, man, if I just own up to stuff immediately and yeah, it sucks right away. But I don't have to, like you said, remember all my life. (laughs) Yes.
1: And the punishment is usually a lot less severe if you own up to your mistake versus hiding it for whatever period of time and it just blows yeah. up on you. So,
0: well, and uh, so one thing I, I always liked to, and I, if you have any specific examples and, and obviously you don't need to get super detailed, but are there any things that you can kind of think back to any situations that you, you, you thought, you know, I really, that that's how I need to do it consistently or maybe I, wrong. I, I, maybe I, the I, other, no, one. no,
1: I, I would say that I, I feel like I've always done it sure. uh, because I think it, was ingrained by my parents to do so Mm -hmm. okay but i have you know example of a of a client that unfortunately um, an election was missed and it was costly and called the client up probably within an hour of finding out Mm -hmm. that the election wasn't properly made and this gets back to you know you can be the best accountant in the world but you're not going to be 100 percent correct all the time right. or the best attorney or whatever your profession is right you're not going to be correct 100 percent of the time and it was it was a lot easier and then i advocated for the client with respect to the irs and uh, other matters right. so you know
0: right yeah i mean that's <laughs> and it's not you know <clears throat> the, the magnitude doesn't really change the requirement for you to just practice Correct. Doing it correctly. Right. You could have
1: really small mistakes. Yeah. It's no different than a large mistake. Right. And in my, I feel like, because in the client situation, I feel like, you know, I'm the partner. Mm-hmm. If my associate m- makes the mistake, and I find out and we correct it. I always take the blame on myself when mm-hmm. I'm presenting to the client because I'm ultimately responsible for that.
0: Right. The issue if you will. right yeah that ownership I mean that's a uh, <coughs> we've had some other conversations about leadership in general and that willingness to you know it, it's it's easy to follow or work for people that take ownership over those kinds of things that that you can see oh they do it too are they they're willing to get in the trenches with me and deal with the BS or the fallout or whatever correct the Correct. same as it I mean that's huge it is and and I guess
1: from my perspective that's what the younger people need to do is pay attention to how their superiors are reacting to situations and you'll know what's the right who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong right right and you just got to follow
0: yeah right one thing that i've experienced that's really difficult is the matter of fault and i know you know i understand that you know, it may not be my fault, but it's my problem, right? Mm-hmm. I completely understand that, someone else on the team, but but from a different perspective, how important is it to really understand if we truly are at fault and made a mistake, or if if we didn't, and then if we didn't make a mistake, how do you educate on that the right way?
1: Right, so first of all, I think as an associate, senior associate or whatever, if you, if you think you've made a mistake, you've got to go to the person that you report to right, right away. That person will then let you know, you know, no, I didn't make a mistake, or I don't think you made a mistake, mm-hmm. or if you did, then this is how well we're going to respond to it, okay? And that happens a lot sure. in the sense of, you know, somebody might give the wrong advice unknowingly, right, right, right. And in our business, you can't guess; you absolutely have to know the the rules. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people are guessing, and they tell the person or the client or the co-employee what they want to hear. And, you know, that's not the right, we can't afford guessing. Mm-hmm. It, we've got to look it up right. and make sure that we're correct.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And so in a, in a situation though it, it where a client is is claiming a mistake is yeah. made and, and <clears throat> you know in your heart it's not been made, right. I mean, that, that gets difficult. Well, it, that
1: gets, it does get difficult. But I, in those situations, we've all had them. Yeah. We try to explain why there was not a mistake. Right. Give them the rules or, or you know, whatever. You know, we have confidentiality is huge for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if something hits the street and that client thinks I leaked the information. Mm-hmm. we got to educate them that, no, it wasn't me, right. you know, and, and I haven't told anybody or whatever the case may be. Right, Those are difficult. They're mm-hmm. not easy conversations, but I'm still not going to take responsibility if I didn't do the mistake. And I and I let them know
0: that. Yeah. Well, and and it goes back to, I think, I think we talked about it in, in that we did a client service training course recently just yesterday or the day before and you know it's important to be able to communicate correctly with clients and in order to do that sometimes you need to communicate something that almost let them understand that they're in the wrong but in order to be able to do that you've got to have a really really solid relationship with them exactly right i mean you don't get to be honest about a tough conversation without the the prior relationship
1: right i think uh, that's one thing from a client service perspective. That's one thing I really strive to do is uh, is to create that relationship mm-hmm. with clients and employees that basically they can trust me and they can trust what I'm telling them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you got to do the best you can do, Jack.
0: Well, uh, so that's one thing that I think that uh, at least I've heard and, and is that, you know, you take a lot of pride in your client relationships, right? Client care, client service, just correct, which. Seems very, yeah, that's the paramount <laughs> right, to what we're doing here. But right. but there's a lot of different roles. Right. But I guess, yeah, how have you practiced that? How have you gone about making that kind of your primary uh, role? I give
1: myself certain go- or not goals, but rules, yeah. if you will. And I always try to answer emails, return phone calls within the same day. Now there's sometimes you can't do it. Right. You, you, you explain the next day why you're responding right. a little bit late. You know, and just... I don't know, just getting to know the person Uh so that they know I'm just not a guy that's pushing numbers around. I'm asking questions that may not be tax related. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might be asking questions about, you know, how's your business doing? What's what's keeping you up at night? Those kinds of things. I, I just try to develop a rapport with with the clients and I do some internal training on that as well. And, you know, I try to give them all the examples and, and everything, how to approach it.
0: Right. Yeah. Some,
1: some people are reserved. And uh-huh. so they don't, you know, they don't necessarily respond uh, in, a, in the way or are uncomfortable responding. Mm-hmm. But you got to get out of your shell.
0: Right. <laughs> well, and I think it's also okay as long as you, as long as you know yourself and, 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 you know, polish yourself <laughs> too, right? I mean, we Correct. all have a different... I can't try and frame it as me being one of the most technical people in the world in terms of IT, right But there are things that I'll do a great job of, which is finding the right person, responding to you in a timely manner, making sure that I ask the questions and get to the heart of what you're trying to, to get figured out and, right. and I think that's important too. And I think this kind of
1: comes full circle here, Jack, in the sense that if you or a person myself, Have that relationship with the client and you do make a mistake and you call them right away, Mm -hmm. then that goes over so much better if you don't have a good rapport with your client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, we all make mistakes and it's just how you react to those mistakes and you don't cover it under the rug. Mm -hmm. You know, you own up to it. I think people respect you a lot more. And if they, if the client or the employee found out later that there, there was a mistake and I didn't own up to it, the consequences are so much more right. than just dealing with it right away. Absolutely. You know, you know, I can give you examples in, in the sense that I know we've had uh, confidentiality issues with certain employees before, and you know, we had to either terminate them or probation or whatever the case may be. Right. And we take it to heart. Yeah. You know, so
0: that's a that's a big one for me as a non-accountant, you know, working in a a firm, you know, it's that perspective on on pride in your work and confidence of of, you know, your clients and client information. I mean, that is I value that so much. Obviously, you know, yes, of course, duh, you should. But that's not everywhere, right? Not right. all places are created equal in that sense. And so it's been, I don't know, it's been great, a great feeling for me personally as a young professional to right. be
1: treated as a trusted person. Yeah, exactly. And I think it starts from our partner group all the way through throughout the firm. I don't think we would make a partner, a person a partner, if they didn't have those qualities. Right. It's just, it wouldn't happen. So that's why it's so important to live your life in that manner, Uh you know, it's no different than a guy on a golf course. If he's out rolling his ball and cheating on the golf course, you know, my natural reaction is, Oh, he's cheating at work. He's cheating on on his wife. (laughs) I'm supposed to be your friend. And yet you're, you know, (laughs) you know, you're cheating. If You'll
0: cheat yourself when you're the (laughs) only one looking. What else will you do when other things are on the line? Exactly. That's a bizarre one too, because I've seen, and I mean, not just, Buddies that are, you know, like we're playing the same rules and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're setting up a shock. We're trying to get better. I've seen people do that when playing, playing for money in serious events. And that is the most bizarre thing to me.
1: It's rather irritating. And to me, that's your first sense whatever, you know, I gave golf as an example. But whatever recreational item you're at, if you notice that you got to question the character of the person mm-hmm. you really I, I do anyway
0: absolutely yeah there's there's a there's a, a mark now right. <laughs> you know, yes. an asterisk where right I'm like i remember i know that guy but i remember that guy too yeah um, <laughs>
1: so but it comes like i said it comes down to ethics. Yeah. Who who, who are you?
0: Well, because we talk about like we're in the um, leadership program right now. And of course, you know, we sit down and discuss, oh, what makes a great <clears throat> leader? What are the qualities of a great leader? And, and what are ways you can improve upon those qualities? And sometimes it gets lost in the co- conversation of, of qualities of great leader. It's like, mm-hmm. but there are these, you know, non-optional things that you have to be, you know, integrity is one that this. You know, I'm not really going to say, Hey, you need to work on it. I'm going to say, you don't have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. And so that, I guess that's an interesting point too. What about, and this may be a little bit serious, but what about when you, you know, come, come across or experience a client that, that you may question integrity on?
1: Yes. We, uh, at, at least at Lutz, we've been known when we're vetting new clients, mm-hmm. if we get that feel, We just withdraw from it. And that was an interesting conversation on a pretty big proposal we're working on. And I had to call the potential client and just say, sorry, we're just not the firm. for Not the
0: right fit. Right. And so,
1: but we have let clients go for those type of issues, Mm -hmm. you know, or they want to take a position that is way beyond reality or acceptable. And so, it happens, and then it's happened quite a few times in my career.
0: Right. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure. I'm sure it happens, but it's that's got to be an interesting conversation to be a part of. But to your point, though, I mean, it came. It doesn't need to be as crazy. It's just, hey, this isn't working. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And
1: what I do in those in the client situations, I usually tell them, well, here's here's the line, mm-hmm. and you're going, you know, well below the line in terms of what you want to do. And I'm not comfortable with it, and I won't sign that return because, f- from my perspective, we—I put the firm at risk, uh, not only from a preparer penalty situation, but, you know, it, let's say that client loses that issue upon audit or in mm-hmm. trial or wherever he's, he or she is, that, then, inevitably that type of person is going to try to sue you mm-hmm. for what he deems the mistake, but it was really his mistake, right? Right and I, I just won't put our firm in that position
0: well and the other thing too is reputational risk and that is yeah. so I mean that's so important right it, it really is <laughs> especially for a confi- you know a, a trusted advisor you right know, as an accountant or a financial advisor or something even co- I mean it it trickles down into the you know technology and town ta- I mean all of the departments mm-hmm. right we are all doing working under the same roof so there's there's got to be a level of, of understanding that that risk is huge
1: it is huge and you know I I know it's happened to other firms where they got in a little bit of trouble with some clients and I don't know how they settled it right but it became a legal matter and they put their firm at at risk right we just don't we're just not gonna do
0: it yeah right what about internally so we've talked kind of client facing and how you know right managing mistakes and it, it could be as simple as well it's no different but what are some situations I think that you can kind of employ this with, you know, with internal mistakes or internal issues? Because I feel like, and sorry to keep rambling on, but sometimes we come across internal situations and we think it can be handled differently, right? right. Like, oh, it's not as big of a deal. No, I'll right. handle it later. I mean, how how do you, what do you think uh, about that? I would, well,
1: I guess my recommendation is you're going to make a mistake. Right. Or you're going to do something that wasn't totally right mm-hmm. immediately you have to call until tell your superior and generally it's a partner or a director of the firm if you don't and we find out later on you're putting your job at risk mm-hmm. you know and there's just no reason to do that like like your example when you were a kid mm-hmm. you know you tried to hide it and the punishment is much worse yeah, later on than it is right away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do I have specific examples? Not really. It's just, you know, on that client matter, I told you about earlier, the individual did come to me and said, Hey, I think we have a problem here. Right. And then, so that person owned up to the issue. Right. And I had much more respect for that person because that's what he did.
0: Well, and that's a great I think a great piece of advice is when you come across a mistake, a weird situation, something that doesn't feel right is to ask for help from a superior, Mm -hmm. right? You've mentioned that a couple of times now. And that, that is a, in my mind, the quickest, yeah, you're going to deal with, you bonehead, what were you thinking? But, or, you know, come on, we got to figure that, we got to fix that for later. But once you ask for help, A, you're not alone. Right. And B, you've asked for help from a superior, right? Not a, not a peer. I mean, that's not, yeah. it, it might feel good to go next door to the next cube and complain about it or tell someone about it, but they're not right. going to be able to fix it or help you fix it. So that's, I think, an incredibly valuable. Yeah.
1: You, you just have to let the person know that you report to. Yeah. And, and You know, at our firm, all the people report to the partner group. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so basically a couple hundred people report to all the partners. Right. And it's just, it's something you have to do. I don't know. No,
0: yeah, I just, uh, nothing other than I think it's a good piece of advice, because it, you know, we do, misery loves company, and so (laughs) it's easy to just talk amongst yourself. I mean, they say, you know, you you can, you can, bitch sideways, never bitch down, and if you only ever want to get, if you want to get something done, bitch up. Right. I mean, that's, and and that goes on. We got classic
1: examples of people bitching down, as you would say, and it just that puts them in a bad light. Yeah. And we find out about it. And then we're questioning. But I- I'm sure that's true of any company mm-hmm. in Omaha or the related surrounding area. Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, it's. It just doesn't work out in your favor.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's not gonna. Well, you know, I think you've, I really appreciate you talking on this topic. Do you have any other tips or pieces of advice? related to just kind of general, you know, overcoming challenges with clients or mistakes?
1: Well, I think the bottom line is you learn, and I did this as well. You learn from who you work for. Right. In my situation, there's a great case where I had a lot of respect for a gentleman that I was at with Cooper's Mm -hmm. and, you know, he pushed the limit and he, Paid a dear price for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the time he was a pretty good friend of mine, but he's no longer allowed to practice accounting Sure. Because luckily he didn't do it in Omaha. Right. He had moved and it just can, it can cost you. So learn from the right people.
0: Yeah. Or even
1: the wrong people.
0: Don't yeah, do yeah, what they yeah. Did. goes both ways. <laughs>
1: and I learned a lot from yeah. uh, that other situation. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it comes down to see how the What you deem the good employee or employers are how they react to these situations and emulate that. I'm not going to say procedure, but that.
0: Just that idea, basically. Yeah.
1: Or, you know, their actions. Emulate their actions
0: is the better way to put it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can do this again. Yes. Look forward to it. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.